for some reason, uh, Jamaicans, a lot of Jamaicans will migrate to Bermuda. Um, they'll either go there to retire or migrate there to work. For some reason, out of all the countries in Central America, one of them that migrates to Bermuda is Jamaicans. Most Jamaicans are black skin or brown skin. A lot of English people will migrate to Bermuda, okay? Here's what's so funny, okay? White Bermudans, brown Bermudans, and black Bermudans have no problem with each other at all. But black Bermudians, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them are a little bit racist or, should I say, prejudiced towards black Jamaicans. And a lot of white Bermudians are prejudiced towards white English people. I'm shocked by that. I can't even believe, can you believe that you got black, white, and brown, and they're all fine with each other, but if you come from a different country, we kind of think less of you. Isn't that hilarious how different cultures are like that? I think it's hilarious. So here's what I wanted to do so that you would know. I want you to talk, because I think some of you white people in here are a little bit ignorant. So I wanted to share with you some black people in the Bible. Is that okay? I can't say African-Americans because there was no America in the Bible, but I'm going to share with you some black people in the Bible, okay? The first one is my favorite black-skinned person in the entire Bible. Jesus was carrying his cross to Golgotha to hang on it for you and me, to hang on it for white people, brown people, black people, Canadians, Jamaicans, Africans, Europeans, everybody, okay? The man who, Jesus, who God the Father chose to help carry the cross of his son Jesus was a black man. It says in Mark 15, 21, Simon from Serene, Serene is modern-day Libya in Africa, happened to be coming in from a farm, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Do you know, in my personal opinion, the greatest honor that any human being has ever been bestowed is that to help carry the cross of Jesus Christ, and it was a black man. Uh, the Church of Antioch in, uh, in the New Testament, um, there were five different nations that were represented. Um, it was the day of Pentecost. And in Acts 13, 1, it says, The church at Antioch had several prophets and teachers. They were Barnabas, Simeon, who also called Niger. We'll go over that in a second. Lucius from Serene, again Libya, and then a few more people. Two of the five nations represented on the day of, of, of Pentecost, two of them were black people. Um, uh, Simeon, who was also called Niger, the name Niger actually means black. It means black. That word does. There's a country called Niger. There's a country called Nigeria. It's where they get the slang word from. But two different nations from the five were represented by black people. Now, this is another one of my favorites, this next one. Um, you know Moses, you know Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston, Let My People Go, Part the Red Sea, you know, all that. Okay. He fell in love with the woman and married her, and she was a black-skinned woman. It says in Numbers 21, verse 1, Miriam criticized, Miriam was his sister. She criticized Moses for marrying an Ethiopian woman and the Lord heard. Now, I just want to tell you, God's a God of hearts. You don't have to say it out loud for God to know what's going on in your mind and in your heart, just so you know. But she actually said it out loud. How do you think God handled it when a woman criticized another woman or criticized her brother for marrying the woman because of the color of her skin? What do you think God did with this? You think he's like, ah, no big deal. We'll just let it go. You know, a slap on the wrist. Everything's done. There's consequences. Look at this consequence. In verse 9, the Lord was angry, and Miriam's skin suddenly turned leprous for seven days. God said, okay, you don't like the color of this person's skin? Let me let you know what it feels like. 
I'm going to give you skin that no race on planet earth can even come close to being around you because of the color of your skin. You want to segregate this person? You want to criticize your brother for marrying this person? I'm going to show you how it feels. Your skin's going to be so nasty colored that no one can come around you. For seven days, she had to be sent out to camp. She could not have contact with a single human being for seven days because of the color of her skin. What do you think she was like when she got back? I love black people. That's probably what she said, like Tom, Tom Cruise. I know I'm making little jokes, but we got to be somewhat lighthearted because some of you white people look like you're, I don't know, white. Anyway, so how would you handle it if somebody criticized your child because of the color of your child's eyes? Eyes. Let's say that your child came out with pink eyes, orange eyes, blue eyes, whatever. And because of the color of their eyes, somebody didn't like the sermon they left. They'll be back later. It's okay. We'll bring them down to the altar at the end. Um, because the color of your child's eyes, your child was enslaved or raped or tortured or just, just bullied at school. Just bullied at school. Because the color of your child's eyes. How would you handle that person who just put their nose up at your child. Just the slightest little bit of, eh, we don't like her. We're not going to hang out with her. She's different. Whatever the case. They, they have their own section. How would you handle it if somebody that one of your children? Okay, how do you think God likes it when somebody does it to one of his children? There's a famous African-American minister named Wally Washington. And Wally says this, and I'll quote it. When I was born, I was black. When I grew up, I was black. When I go out in the cold, I'm black. When I go out in the sun, I get more black. When I'm sick, I'm black. When I die, I'm sure I'll be black. But what I found is when white people are born, you're pink. When you grow up, you become white. When you go out in the cold, you turn blue. When you go out in the sun, you turn red. When you're sick, they say, he looks green. And when you die, you turn purple. What I want to know is, why are blacks called colored people? <laughs> Listen, do you know there is one color that every one of us in here share? You know what color that is? It's red. Every one of us bleed the same color. Our skin is one-sixteenth of an inch thick. One-sixteenth of an inch thick. Can you believe there's so much divide in our world over one-sixteenth? Of an inch. One time a, a little girl asked her mom, what color is God? Her mom quoted John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Do you know that pure light is made up of every color in the rainbow? In other words, God is not just a white God. He's not just a black God. He's not just an Asian God. He's not just an African God. He's not just an American God. We got to let God out of our box. You know, there were these two best friends named Marchie and, 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 uh, Mar Archie and Martin. And they grew up together. They went to school together. They went to college together. They played sports together. They worked together. Their whole life they were friends. They agreed on everything except for the color of Jesus. Archie was white, and he was so sure Jesus was white. And Martin was black, and he was so sure Jesus was black. I mean, their whole life they thought about this. Fate would have it in their late 80s. They both died on the same day. They went running up to the pearly gates. They said, St. Peter, tell us. We've been fighting our whole life about this. Is Jesus white or is Jesus black? About that time, Jesus came walking around the corner and said, buenos dias. 
Okay, I have three killer points that you're going to learn. Three killer points. It's for your handouts. Ready? Three killer points. I'm going to let you go. Number one, we all came from God. We all, everybody say all. All of us in here came from God. So I want you to listen. This is very, very important. On the six days of creation, you know there was six days. Everybody understand that? Not seven. Six days of creation, seven days of rest. It's six days of creation. God created some things, and God made some things. Everybody hear me, what I said. I'm a teacher, so don't, don't, don't get lost. He made some things, and he created some things. Nobody can create except for God. Let me start by saying that. No one has ever been given permission to create except for God. Everyone else and everything else makes. In other words, if I go to a, um, to a, 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 a what do you call those classes like on Ghost? Remember the movie Ghost? Pottery class, pottery class, okay? And um, I, 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 by analogy, I always go back to a movie. But anyway, and so if I made a piece of pottery and I brought it in here, I can't say, hey, look at what I created because I didn't create it. I made it. I made it out of something else, right? We didn't create the space station. We made it. Um, in, in the movie um, Castaway, Tom Hanks says, I have created fire. Remember that? He's beating on his, I have created fire. He didn't create fire. He made fire. There were elements there. He put them together. He made fire. We all understand that? When God created and made, he spoke to it. Let's look at some scriptures. Genesis 1.1, God created, and the Amplified says, forming from nothing the heavens and the earth. In verse 3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now watch this. In verse 7, God made, everybody say made. Made Made the sky and separated the waters. God didn't create the sky in this scripture. He had already created the heavens and the earth. He had already created that stuff. So now in verse 7, what he did was he actually made things from what he already created. Brought them together, that kind of thing. Okay? We got that? Um, uh, Before we go any further, don't show me more scriptures. Um, God created the light. He created the heavens. He created the earth. But then he made the skies and he made the waters and separated them. Okay? It's very important. Here we go. Verse 11. God said, let the earth bring forth vegetation, plants, and yielding seed and fruit trees and things like that. Don't show them my next point yet until I tell you to. But the next point is this. It might be on your paper. God would speak to what he wanted it to come from. Don't put it up there, I said. Take it back. (laughs) God spoke to what he wanted it to come from. He spoke to what he wanted it to be sustained by. And he spoke to what he wanted it to return to. Okay? Watch again. Verse 11. God said, let the earth bring forth vegetation, plants, yielding seed. Did God create the plants or did he make the plants? Did he create it or make it? What is it? Made it. Okay. He made it out of the earth because they're going to be sustained by the earth. They're going to go back to the earth whenever they die. Verse 20, God said, let the waters produce living creatures. God did not create the fish. He made the fish. He made them out of the water. Why? Because they're going to be sustained by the water and they're going to go back to the water when they die. Verse 24, God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. God did not create the animals. He made the animals. He made them out of the earth because he wanted them to be sustained by the earth and go back to the earth. Now put the point up there. God spoke to what he wanted it to come from, be sustained by, and return to. Are we all on the same page? Verse 26. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness. When God created man... He spoke to himself because he wanted it to be sustained by himself and he wanted it to go 
back to himself. You say, well, what about the dirt and all that? Whoa, whoa, this is our spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we just live in a body. Our body is not going to be here forever. We are a spirit. Everyone in this room is the same because we're all made from God. We all have a spirit from God Almighty. And we, we, our spirit is to be sustained by God and his word. And our spirit, he wants it to go back to him whenever we die. We all understand the spirit part. I'm going to keep on going. When he created our spirit, he spoke to himself. Now watch this next point. We all come from Adam. Okay? Here's we all come from Adam. There's a scripture in Acts 17, 26, New Testament, when it says, from one man, Adam, God made all nations or ethnicities who live on earth. We all came from Adam. You white people got black skin all in you. You black people got white skin all inside you. We all came from Adam. But watch. Genesis 2-7, then God formed man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being, complete in body and spirit. Our bodies came from the earth. They are to be sustained by the earth, and when they die, they're going to go back to the earth. All of our bodies came from the same place. Well, actually, if I want to go even deeper, I teach you how... In marriage, the woman actually came from the man. But anyways, whole other deep subject. Here's the point I want you to see. We all ended up starting with Adam, our bodies, right? The name Adam actually means red earth or man. Remember whenever God told Adam and Eve, he said, if you eat from this tree, you're going to die. You'll die. Well, they ate from the tree, but they lived hundreds and hundreds of years later. Why is that? He wasn't talking about their body. He was talking about their spirit. The second they ate from the tree, their spirit died. And thank God through the second Adam, who is Jesus, through redemption, our spirits can go back to God, okay? Their body didn't die. That took a lot. Their spirit died because sin separates our spirit from God. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Okay, here's the point I'm trying to make. I hope you get it. I'm going to prove it to you, okay? I'm going to say it, and you're going to think, uh, then let me prove it to you. Adam and Eve were either brown or one was black and one was white, but I believe they were brown. We all came from brown people, and I'll show you why in a second. First of all, let me give you one little proof. If I said, what color is sand, you'd say it's white or yellow, like me. If I said, what color is dirt and soil, and you dig down deep enough, you'd say, well, it's probably going to be black or dark, dark brown. But if I said, what color is the dust of the earth, you'd say it's like a brownish, grayish, in some countries, reddish color. Adam was called red, okay? Here's my third point, and I'm going to go somewhere. Here we go. We all came from Noah. We all came from Noah. Remember in Genesis 6, God starts all over with Noah. Do y'all know how many people were on the ark? Anybody want to guess? You're probably going to be wrong, but just guess for fun. Okay, you're right. It was eight. <laughs> there was Noah and his wife, three sons, and then their three wives. Okay? So there were six. There was three. There was four couples on the boat, eight people. Let me read you their names. In Genesis 6.10, Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, he named them prophetically. Watch. The name Ham means hot or black or burnt. The name Japheth means fair, light skin, or white. 
The name Shem means name. I don't know what to name him. Name him name. Name, that sounds good. Name. Okay, I'll tell you why in a second. How could Noah have a black child, a white child, and then what I believe was kind of a brownish child? Here's how. Because Noah and his wife were either brown or one was black and one was white because scientifically you can't get black from white and you can't get white from black, but you can get black and white from brown. Let me prove it to you even further. When they got off the ark, Ham went in the direction of Africa. He went south. Japheth went north to Europe. Look in your Bible. Write in your Bible. Shem, who was brown or red, went to Asia. Do you know that Shem's descendants were um, Abraham, Israel, and Jesus? Jesus came from the lineage of, of, of Shem. And Jesus is called the name above all names. It's all prophetic. Um, the point is this. Everyone in this room has the same great, 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 grandparents. Every one of us in here do. And here we're judging people by a body that we all share. We all came from Adam. And really that's just going to be dead whenever your spirit leaves because we're all a spirit being. All came from God, yet we let something so small as the color of somebody's skin cause us to be prejudiced. 1 Corinthians 3.3, last scripture. As long as, you, as long as there are divisions, you are not spiritual and you're acting like people of this world. What do you think God's going to say if you show up at heaven's gates with the slightest bit of racism in your heart? I mean the slightest bit of prejudice towards someone you don't even know. What do you think he's going to say? I would imagine he'd say, I'm going to make you spend seven days watching everybody else here in heaven have fun, and then I'll let you come in. You know, one day is a thousand days, so that's like 7,000 years. Anyway, here's the point. I know that y'all were raised differently than I was. I was very, very blessed, very blessed to be raised the way I was when it came to races and color of people. So, you know, God didn't create races. He created diversity. He didn't create races. Races is something that humans created to diverse people. God created diversity, but he didn't create the segregation, the difference, the judging. Just like he created tall people, short people, blonde head, brown head, black head, blue eyebrow. He just did a, but none of, but ignorant human beings decided to say, you know what, out of all the things we're going to judge each other by, not hair, not eyes, not height, you know what, let's judge each other by the color of skin. Yeah, that sounds good. I want you to bow your heads with me today and let's pray.